All right, are you we uh, doing a show here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, of course. Oh, technology, what have you done? No, I don't want to verify anything right now. Let's do a sh- Wait, what, what happened? I, I, no, no, there it goes. Oh, ooh. My God, huh? Because I know. That was a close one. I know how important uh, getting this right is for you. Was there music That's, in last week's show? I, I don't know. Welcome to Hollywood Anonymous. I am Brian Irwin. I'm John Huck. Oh, that's great news. Yeah, you can hear me, right? Yeah. Can okay. Can you? Uh, you're done. I'm done. All right, you're out. No, I'm just. Uh, you're what? Having trouble hearing myself. I think you're having trouble hearing yourself. Oh, there we go. All right. Well, um, so welcome, and thanks for scaring me when I came to get you today. <laughs> we are uh, broadcasting live from the Island of Misfit Toys today. Yeah. Uh, big stuff. Big stuff today. I Looks like a nine-year-old's planning a yard sale. <laughs> I will never, ever, ever. These are bold statements. What, what's happening? Oh, it's, it's, it's bold because I know for a fact it will never happen. I will never have a yard sale. Now, I know growing up that used to be a thing. And that, you know, it like used to be an event to, to some respect, right? Like, yeah. uh, but I will never do one here. Why? why because people come and they try to steal stuff. And it's well. annoying. And it's like, I don't, I, it, I, I'll just flat out say it. I, I just don't, because I don't care. Um, it attracts an element of people that are already looking for a bargain. It's like Craigslist, if you will, always looking for a bargain. They're already annoying. Craigslist in your front yard. <laughs> yeah, it's basically what it is. Now they know where you live. Exactly. And that's <laughs> the other problem, right? And so, I don't know. I just... I just don't, it's just, they're just, an, it's to me, and I'm sure some of you are really good bargain shoppers and are literally genuinely out there to try to get a steal. And I get that, but I just can't deal with the anxiety of like, some of my neighbors have done it and they, it, people just come and they, and it, they, they come in, they distract you. And then the person they're with is stealing stuff all over the place. And I'm like, you're stealing 25 cent items. It's the thrill. It's the rush. I guess, but I don't want to deal with it. No, of course not. I I, I wouldn't even. So have I would rather give all this stuff like, away. When I think about yard sailing, I think I, my sister in law is uh, really good at it. Like she gets up early every weekend. She's out at the yard sale. She's grabbing, she's grabbing stuff and then. Wait, re- she's buying or selling? She's sell buying and then reselling. Like oh okay, you know she like she does where on eBay. No, what do you okay. mean? Like, no, so okay, that's what she does. So she's not doing a yard no, yeah, sale. No, she goes to yard sales to buy, then sells on eBay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's different. How? I thought you meant that she buys it and then she reopens another yard oh, sale no, down no, the no, street. No, 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 God, no, 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 no. That would be weird. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? That? No, hey, that's what people do. I just sold you this for. Yeah, my brother when my when my brother and uh, his wife moved from LA to New York, they had a like a. You know, they're going to move into an apartment. They were living in yeah. like a three-bedroom house in L.A. They were moving to an apartment, so they had to get rid of all this stuff, and they had a, like a garage sale, yard sale. And my brother had a sign out front that said, you know, 8 a.m. And at like quarter to seven, yeah. this dude is roaming up and down his driveway. My brother's like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. I said, it says, it says right there, it says 8 a.m. And the first thing, it was like a really hot day, so my brother set up this easy-up tent above a bunch of stuff to give it shade. The first thing the dude wanted to buy was the tent. My brother goes, dude, no, you got to come back at like five for the tent. And he's like, oh, I'll give you cash. And I was like, God damn it. And like Again, I, I cannot I, stress I, enough. Yeah, I had to sell him the tent, yeah. These are the reasons, that story right there is the reason why I just don't have that kind of time. I yeah. just don't. And even, you know, the thing is, is I drive by them all the time. There's a ton of, you. the bigger the city, the more you're going to see these things around. And I, I, I'll, I'll look, and I'll be like, huh? And then I'm like, no, 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 
No. First off, I have no room in our house. You know, two two young boys, the amount of toys, they're, they're growing out of everything. It's a digital era now. The other thing is too, like it's, I'm sorting through everything first and that's a big pain in the ass. And then you have this weird thing and I didn't think I had it. I'm not a hoarder, but I understand the disease, the disorder, if you will, that when you're looking at each thing, you're wondering, well, is this, does this have an emotional attachment to one of the kids? Am I going to let them down or whatever? And we've already gone through this round one. I think we actually talked about it before on the show. We're like, I've already done one round. And uh, oh, the kids oh, got oh, upset oh. the next day after the stuff was gone. But you know what? And at first I was devastated because I was like, did I just scar them? And then like literally Five a day later, later, they're like, who cares? Yeah, yeah, they've moved on with their lives. And that that's the thing you, we, we, we have to remember. It's like... We have yes, an emotional attachment to stuff, but if it if it y- you can live without it, I guess is what I'm saying. I mean, dude, I lost all my kids' uh, baby photos because I was transferring them on that uh, onto that another sucks. hard drive, yeah. and I was devastated for a long time. But now it's just like, all right, well, they're still here, right? Like you guys still exist, and we're still living. Like you kind of have yeah. to. You're gonna be able to look at them till you're gone, and then <laughs> then they're gonna be like, can we please burn these photos of dad? But yeah, but the saddest thing about the toys is not necessarily the emotional attachment, is the amount of money I am staring at right now that really got underused because the digital arena took over so quickly that yeah. kids didn't want that touchy-feely uh, experience. They, they, they gravitated towards other stuff. I think the only thing that seems to be surviving to the extent is Legos. And boy, do they charge a lot for Legos now. Like uh, a lot. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't. I, I guess I haven't bought Legos in forever. But well, that's good because you don't have any kids. And Eddie, well, I know there's there's adults that you can put Legos together. Mike I'm, Black. I'm Mike sure Black. it's no, 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 but I mean, no, I'm I sure there's. Uh, it is. It's like it, it's like model building. Legos yeah, is exactly. like model building yeah. without the glue. And if you get like a really extensive setup, you know what I mean. You that's like it's good, probably good for your mind, just figuring stuff like that out. I mean, I watched. Are you defending Eddie Pence right now? I'm no, just so say, the- I watched Eddie put together that <laughs> 10 million piece Star Wars thing. Yeah, like, and you know what? That was a couple hundred dollars. I think it was the Death Star he had or something like that. It Those was, things are it really was like expensive. Multiple things, mm-hmm. and it was like, and you could tell, like he, you know, he sits down with his kid. They do it, and the kid gets bored and is like, "Dude, I gotta go do something else." And yeah. then he's stuck putting it together and like. There's like, there are some kids that literally can focus and enjoy that challenge and eventually they will become, you know, engineers in this world, et cetera, which is, that's how you kind of find out your calling to and some respect. And that's kind of cool, right? Yeah. Like, well, when I was six, I built a Death Star. It was a million pieces. <laughs> and now, uh... Well, it was like when I was growing up, it was the kids that basically went to um, Radio Shack and got those circuitry boards mm. and were building stuff. And you were like, I'm sorry, what are you doing? They're like, oh, no, no, I got all these Dude. little things, these yeah. circuits. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. <laughs> I do. I never... That was never something I did, but I I know what you're talking about because well, it was a thing. I've I've seen. I collected beer cans. I that, did. That'll a, tell you a lot about uh, what kind of person I was. Well, I'll, I can. Uh, I got funny stories about that too. <laughs> but when I did that, I did a, a Weird Al. I did a Radio Shack commercial with Weird Al, like you know, a couple years ago. Whatever it was kind of Radio Shack's last attempt. I think at like trying to hit the mainstream again, and they chose you and Weird Al. That's weird no, that well, it didn't work out. They chose Weird Al, and they oh, chose uh, okay. this girl. I think her name is Allison Becker, very talented actress. Uh, they were the main. Like he was like he. She's in Radio Shack. He pops up, starts singing a song. It's like a holiday kind of song. Yeah, and then they literally he goes like your weirdo Uncle Bob, and then they point at me, and I'm like just standing there playing with a. Uh, 
selfie stick Mm -hmm. and I just wave and that's it. That's all. So that's pretty much what took it down then. That was what ended Radio Shack. Yeah. I think if we had yeah. to pinpoint one wave, the wave. If we had to pinpoint one wave, <laughs> the wave. I could see that as a headline: the wave that took wave down a store. <laughs> but no, but but I heard. You know, I I got to meet. What, hanging out around Weird Al was awesome because I'm obviously a huge fan, and and he was talking with a couple of the crew guys as we were sitting in. We were in a working Radio Shack where we shot it, uh, and he was talking about those circuit boards, and they were like, "Yeah, dude, that was like what Radio Shack hung on to, even." You know, at towards the end, they were like, "Look, because it was stuff that you could do with your your son, your daughter. You could you could bring your kids in. It was kind of exciting. You were doing weird stuff with tools. You know what I mean? It got your brain moving. But then it was like the 3D printer. Those guys talked about a 3D printer for like an hour, and like that was, I think, what they thought might save them. I don't know any of this. I'm not a business analyst, but uh, hold on, like the, the, hold on a second. This just Why in. Why am I even on this podcast <laughs> if I'm not a business analyst? Um. No, but uh, but it was just really because I was like, man, maybe this will work, you know. And then I don't think it did. Uh, no, because um, I remember talking about those circuit boards. There's and, and a that. thing called Amazon, and yeah. uh, that's why most stuff. Like if you think about everything that's in Radio Shack, oh yeah, you can get for a dollar on Amazon, and it's shipped to your door. And if you have Amazon Prime, you never pay for shipping, so it's just like, all right, whatever, moving on. I, mean, I actually live around the corner from a working Radio Shack in Hollywood. I live around the corner from an Amazon warehouse where oh, I, wow. we, you can get stuff within an hour, which makes no, which is a little bit creepy. Because we ha- bring it to you within an hour, yeah. or you can go get it within I, an hour. And I apologize if I'm being, if I'm repeating a story, but I don't think I told this story. But so Nate, uh, neighbor Nate, was like, he he was having an outdoor screening party, like he has movies over by the pool, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to do uh, uh, Indiana Jones. He's like, uh, you said you had Indiana Jones, right? And I go, yeah, yeah, of course I do, absolutely. And then the night comes, and he's like, well, can I have it? And I was like. Dude, I can't find it, and like I panicked because I was like, he didn't go get it, can't you and just it was like done. Rent it on? No, so I run to I run, uh, no no the way his setup was, he couldn't do that. Oh. It was all outside, and okay. it, yeah, he needed the DVD. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I went to Target and I went to Best Buy, couldn't find it anywhere. And then Natalie's like, I'll just get it. I'll, let me see if I can get it on Amazon. They've got one of those Amazon warehouses right there. And sure as shit, they had Indiana Jones, all the Indiana Jones, like in one thing, the Blu-ray pack, and it was literally delivered to our house within an hour. And I was like, What Whoa. the? I'm like, What are the odds? That's crazy. Yeah, so weird. Because you even think that even if you live right here, they still have they have to process the order. I mean, the warehouse is probably massive. They got to locate the item. They got to. Yeah, and that that they had that specific thing in the warehouse is kind of weird too because because they didn't have it at Best Buy. Why would they have that at the warehouse? You know what I mean? Products they could have at the Amazon warehouse. You wouldn't think like DVDs would be on the top (laughs) thing that people would need. Right. That's that's uh, that is kind of weird, man. I don't know. As long as they're not dropping shit off of drones, I actually don't think that that's ever going to happen. And I also. Uh, I know there was another accident uh, with a uh, uh, you can turn the car so it drives itself. Can I can I be honest with you? Like, yeah. we need to calm the fuck down. We need to slow it up a bit. Here's the thing: we don't need drones, and we don't need fucking cars to drive themselves. How about there's some things that we just fucking do for ourselves? How about we actually stay some mobile to an extent where we actually still do things? We don't like I I don't understand this concept of progress is defined on uh, the the movie Wall-E, which is basically we end up doing nothing <laughs> I mean, and just become blobs and lose our bone structure. Oh, and because, I never saw that movie. Yeah, I mean that's basically what it's about. It's like people just basically they don't do anything anymore. Everything is done for them, so they base they lose their bone structure. Yeah, and I think I think like I don't know what that mentality is, but I, I have like. 
there's a commercial where a guy like they're like a car that steers itself and he takes his hands off the wheel and he folds his arms and I'm like how could you sit behind the wheel of a car that was moving and not want to be in control I, of I, it? I, I couldn't do that anyway not, I mean you have the steering wheel right there why would you why would you not want to be oh this thing drives itself I don't that isn't something I would even so here's want. what I so here's where I think it's beneficial um, in the Teslas you can turn it on and basically um, it kind of almost works like a like a, a bumper car, if you will. So, like, let's so in a perfect example, if I'm a truck driver or I'm driving late at night and I I nod off, the car protects you. So it it it'll notice that you're swerving and it will and it will readjust. So I think from a safety standpoint, from there, like in in certain circumstances. But I I think the whole like just turning it on and crossing and your arms back, and sitting back and having a cup of coffee I mean, and a, and a, a bagel. From yeah, the 1950s. Yeah. Like that's that's just weird to me. Yeah, flying cars, uh, drones dropping off packages and hitting people on the head. Yeah, and people not wanting car not wanting to drive their cars anymore. It's just it's just I I think that that we have to draw a line somewhere well, as to what we what we're into uh, you know the the advancement of as the you iPhone. and i do it oh, we do the cryogenic uh, cryogenic freeze and we come back and we're like god damn it they didn't listen to a damn thing we said <laughs> can you imagine that being unfrozen in like a hundred years <laughs> or they did listen to everything you said and it's a shit and, and they're like well way to go and there's just pictures of you everywhere and you're like oh man people listen to that podcast that was that's kind of weird that would actually make a pretty funny movie if people actually listen just to two idiots <laughs> and they come back and they're like on a podcast like <laughs> They die in some weird podcasting accident, <laughs> and then they're they're like their bodies are frozen. It <laughs> they says come here back they to want fight. to be the last podcast said they want to be frozen. What else does it say? Well, they and just then, find out that some you know like it's that thing where like somebody finds something and you become the um, uh, what is it when everybody believes what you're saying the, uh, the they, prophet yeah it becomes the prophet like that that podcast oh, that survives the it. podcast the, pro- the prophecy Hollywood yeah. Anonymous yeah <laughs> no 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 we you must be thinking of something else. <laughs> No, no, no. Everybody's just walking around going, ha, 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 ha. ha. Why is everybody laughing so weird? They're not. They're actually greeting each other with, uh, it's short for Hollywood Anonymous. Okay, this has gotten out of control. This story has as well. (laughs) By the way, going to, circling back to the not wanting to have a garage sale, I got, um, had to get a new, um, uh, grill for the summer and got rid got rid of the other one because when I opened it up to fire it up there was a rat living in it and so Natalie was like out oh, no and I was like, like well, what, just in a recliner they... watching the t- a TV or for like... all intents and purposes he may as well have been yeah I mean he didn't and the thing is he uh, arrogant of me to think that it's only he's in there but uh, you know only only men do the stupidest stuff so I would assume that you're going to go into it's a grill a guy, where fire yeah, is yeah. about to start yeah. that uh, it's probably a male I'm gonna live here yeah, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably a male I'm dead. Um, yeah, but it just stared at me. It didn't even. It wasn't even like, yeah, I got to get out of here. It took a while to kind of just stroll away, and I was like, because I I jumped, of course, you know, open it up Ugh. and you see the thing in there. It didn't move. It just was looking at me like, what, what? You're like, I'm gonna make burgers. Yeah, <laughs> get out of here. It turns out, no, I'm not. <laughs> so, um, got the new one, which I unfortunately have to assemble. I didn't realize how much work it was, and I was kind of bummed about that. So that's a couple hours worth of work. Uh, is it a propane? Would you get a propane grill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got to assemble Why? it. Why? So. You don't like charcoal, or just too messy, or you just don't want Chuck, it? Dude, I'm, much. again, so, okay, as much as I'm against dri- dri- cars that drive it, I also am against wasting time trying to get those fucking charcoals to light. Like, sure. I'm just, I'm over it. Yeah, man. So I, I'm, I, I know I'm carrying basically a bomb. You know, that's how I well, kind of feel. Like yes, and I mean, no, I know. Okay, no. I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff in your house that could blow up too. Okay, great. Thanks for letting me know. 
So we're have you out. checked the hot water heater? We don't have dun, one dun, anymore. Dun, That's dun, one of the reasons, one of the big things I got rid of. We got one of those electric ones. So I'm the uh, um, but the only downside of the electric one is uh, you have to wait if you're if it's all the way on the other side of the house, it takes a lot longer to wait for the hot water. It's it gets super scalding hot. All the right stuff that's next right to next to it, <laughs> everything else. Don't you go to wait a while. Sink, you'll yeah. burn the skin off your hands. <laughs> Don't take a shower; it's freezing cold. Yeah, have you seen Indiana Jones to bring it back? You know, in the end of that movie, that's what your hands will look like if you're <laughs> if you're a Nazi. If you're and you use my hot <laughs> and water. You use hot. So I had to get rid of the uh, 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 the old one, and I was and I was going to just put it on the side, and like that's what I do. I got like this little side area that I store all like the big stuff, and then eventually. I have to call and have it picked up. But then I was like, you know, it is trash day today, so why don't I just put it outside to see what happens? And I did it last night, and I forgot about it. And this morning, morning, Tanner's like, uh, Dad? I'm like, yeah. He goes, uh, there's a guy walking down the street with a grill. And I was like, what? He goes, yeah, he's pushing a shopping cart and a grill right now. And I was was like, yeah, I was like, good. See you later. But then I kind of felt bad because we live in a hill. And I'm like, don't, what do you feel bad? What are you going to go pick him up, put the grill in your car, drive him to his encampment? I don't feel that bad. But my point is, I feel bad that the fact that he was like, this is money and I can't let it go. So I'm going to have to suffer through putting my cart and dragging this, which then the wheels were kind of jankety. So I have a feeling. Did you see a grill? Did you happen to see a grill? No, did this just happen? (laughs) Uh, yeah, it happened a couple hours ago. So I'm, I, you know, just on your way back, look out for a grill that probably got left somewhere because the wheel probably fell off. Dude, I'm telling you, that guy probably, probably I mean, you could, he either sold it for scrap, you know what I mean? You could recycle the Which metal is why line. I did it. I was like, there, there is a little bit of copper in there. There's, he's, they, you can make a few bucks off it. Yeah. But normally the trucks drive around with, yeah. the, with the big fences, uh, yeah. uh, uh, bungee corded. Beverly yeah, Hillbillies. <laughs> That's basically what I was leaving out there for. I didn't actually think someone was going to wander down the street with a grill. It's fascinating. I mean, you could, like, you can put stuff, I've left, I put stuff out on the curb, and at first I was like, well, this is just kind of rude. I remember one, when I, my old apartment, when I needed to get rid of a couch, me and my buddy took it to a giant dumpster behind, like, a grocery store or whatever mm-hmm. one night, you know? And then I was like, oh, that was annoying, but yeah, okay. But now, like, it almost doesn't matter what it is. If you put a sign on it that says free or only this part of it works or have at it or whatever, people will come by. There are people that get up early, make the rounds. I mean, you know, I put a sign on a, a, a like a 50-inch TV. It was a flat screen that was like, look, man, it, it, you could probably figure out on YouTube how to fix this, but I already have a different TV, so it's just sitting there, you know? And I was going to store it in the laundry room, and then all of a sudden, like, I see all the water. I'm like, no, that somebody could use this, like, legit use this TV. And they, do they take the whole thing, or do they do what I've noticed that happens around here, which is people... Just strip um, it down? Just stri- it, day no, by day, it gets thing. less and less gets yeah, I taken off. I think I'm seeing... I think in my neighborhood, it's more uh, blue-collar family guys that are coming around and doing it. Like, like, oh, this is something I could fix. I have the know-how, and my kids could use it, or whatever, you know? Because I've left, like, some furniture out there that is maybe a little bit rickety but not unsafe and not you know and and kind of worth it if you're gonna if you don't have a dresser or whatever you know right nothing nothing crazy i'm not like putting out stoves or washing machines but uh a quick quick uh, other uh quick note um uh it, it this this uh i know we don't like to normally date that stuff but did you hear that uh kate spade committed suicide that's Dave. I didn't. What I didn't realize is that David. I didn't know that that's David Spade's brother's wife. 
Uh, it had just come across the thing that she had committed suicide. And I'm only bringing it up because, again, she had a 13-year-old daughter. And I know we talked about this at the end of the last show. And I don't, I don't want this to be that bummer show. But I cannot stress enough that if anybody is going through anything in life, no matter what it is, you've got to reach out to people. And it's just... It's just I just I it's it I don't know the circumstances of it, but it had just happened before we hit air, and I, I again oh. just want to go back to what you talked about, you know, in, in that last uh, in the last show, which is that you know please you know communicate with somebody anybody about anything. So it's just such a permanent solution to yeah. whatever you think a problem is that is not yeah. And again, don't have enough information as to to what happened. I know it's a bizarre side note to be like, oh, I didn't know that was David Spade's brother, but uh, you know, you know, they're all they were all from Arizona or whatever, I guess, and that's how oh, they met at ASU. But man. again, you know, thirteen year old daughter, collateral damage, you know, all those things. Um, you know, I know it's it seems like you may think that that be the only solution, but just remember all those people around you that care. So. And that's like a famous design. You know what I mean? She was like, yeah. I mean, again, I don't think fame and money yeah. and and those. The, it obviously has proven again that these are not the only things in life that uh, that that make us happy. What makes us happy is is um, you know Trump and and how he brings us all together and makes us believe that we have a future. But past that, you know, the point is you have to. Just understand that there's always somebody you should talk to. Always. Whew. Yeah, that's anyway. rough. I did not know that at all. That's a bummer. Yeah. It's uh, uh it's you know, it's perspective. It's always perspective on stuff. So that just that just came through. Yeah. So on to uh other uh less uh um uh sad topics. Um I know you hate football, but I have had it. I have had it with this kneeling thing. It is driving me bonkers, dude. dude here's a, this my, this okay, thing, and yeah. I and I, <laughs> I only reason why I'm bringing it up is because it is it is shrouded in racism at this point, and it's driving me bonkers. And I just I've had it like it's 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 it's, it's I'm one step closer from just getting off. I, I went back on the internet, and I want to get back off it again because I just. I don't know where we're headed in this world, but it's pretty clear at this point that there is a contingent of people. And I don't know if it's a large portion, if it's 50%, if it's 25%, if it's 10%, but people are racist. This is shrouded in racism. And this is about the fact that the president of the United States is not allowing, he uninvited the Philadelphia Eagles. You know why he uninvited them. I know why he uninvited them. But the point is his response to it was, was, was all about the anthem, which was never the narrative in the first place. And uh, you know what he, you, you know that it came out in the depositions with Colin Kaepernick, right? You're heard about that whole thing Mm-mm. that three owners admitted that he contacted them and said you better drop the anthem thing it's really good for my it's a good message for me and my base and i'm not going to drop it so it's about it's not even about america it's about him and how he gets a response from people so he basically it came out in deposition jerry jones flat out said that he said this is this benefits me this is why i do it so you better you guys better fix it because i'm going to keep doing it because it, it looks good for me for me. And that's the, that's the thing that drives me nuts. Like I used to, I, I know that you get upset with some of the people that we, I was more tolerant with some of uh, the people that we know that have voted for Trump and you were like, Ugh, and you just kind of shake your head and I get it and walk away. Now I'm starting to kind of, I'm starting to f- more fall in that line of like, no, I'm sorry. There is nothing you can do that can justify. If you put policy over people at some point, because you think that that's, that that's, and you don't even know if those policies work, but you could care less about the collateral damage of, of human beings. And in this specific instance, I will just leave it at this, and this is the way I see it. And the reason why I believe this is shrouded in racism is because from what I, this is just my personal opinion, I don't think I've ever heard him say, 
there's good people that take knees too. But when it happened in Charlottesville, he said there were some good white supremacists that day, but he's never said there are some good NFL players that are taking knees. And like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, so when you try to justify him and I look at it, I'm just like, this is just gross. And the thing is, I don't want to talk about Donald Trump and I sure as fuck don't want to talk about Donald Trump in the NFL. He's now wrecking a sport that I know you don't like anymore, but I do. And now you and I both know that when the season starts, it's going to be a fucking problem. Instead of just being excited about watching football, this guy's just, he's, he just, he's got no Midas touch. He just fucking wrecks everything. And well, he just, he, and he loves it. But dude, first of all, the reason he's trying to wreck the NFL is because they shut him down when he tried to start a football league. They destroyed him. And that's, he's, that's, that he's got a list, man. The only reason he's undoing Obama's policies or trying to undo Obama's is because Obama made fun of him. The only reason the Eagles aren't, they're not invited anymore to the White House is because only fucking 10 of them were going to show up. But they, but, and he was you, like, well, of course only 10 of them are going to show up. you know how stupid that looks? Do you know how fucking dumb that would look if he was standing up there with 10? And, and it wouldn't even be all of special teams. Well, let me ask you it a question. It wouldn't be any big names. So let me ask you a question. Did you see the big letter that, 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 that yes, the, dude, they're making fun of him. And he doesn't even get he it. He doesn't but yet, get it. He doesn't get it. He's holding a giant envelope with his dinky fucking hands. <laughs> and Kim Jong-un is laughing his ass off. And, 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 and he's like, dude, well, now the meeting's on. Look at me. I'm a policy machine. And you're like, if, and of course it's racist. I mean, it's obviously racism, dude. Like, I just read a story about a guy who owned a company they, that in 1983, this, Donald Trump wouldn't let him on a yacht he was supposed to help work on because one of the scientists on his crew was black. And this guy's like, so just so you know, that was 83. Like, he hasn't, there is no change. No. The guy, James Shaw, the dude from the Waffle House who, who, who stopped everyone from getting massacred. Said nothing. He said nothing about that, dude. That guy's a national fucking hero. Yep. Said nothing about him. So, so anybody that, that still believes that he is not, that he is not, let's just call him, let's just call him a white supremacist, which, believe, which is a person who believes that whites should, should be the greatest of all and should always be above everyone else. So you don't want to call him a racist, fine, but you can call him a white supremacist because if his behaviors have all led towards that. He has done absolutely nothing. He's afraid and he's self-preserving. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, no, he knows. He's only talking instinct, to but him. He's, but his fear isn't rational. No. So... That's all. I mean, it's it's a it's sad. I don't know. It's he's he's not. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's you yeah. You, like you know what sad is? Sad, person. John. Sad is that if he's our fucking uncle, not the president of the United oh, States. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Right. I'm not saying he should be president, but I am saying like there is a, there is a level that of like, ugh, this is what this guy wake like. You know, it, it's like a it's like a, a delusional person you see out here who's like, oh man, that set was great, and you're like, what are you talking? About? Well, I mean, and again, because he he messes with so much, like the news cycle can't even keep up with him. I well, mean, for God's sakes, doing. they asked it's, him about that letter, and he lied and said he read it, and within that same said he did, yeah, it's I know, like he doesn't even like literally. It it's it's at first it's it's funny because you're like he's not the drunkle funny. he's the drunkle right and then you're like but it's not funny because he like you said he's he's got he he's petty and he has a list and 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 mix that with his arrogance and and then mix that a little bit with the fact that he is he literally is winking at every single racist that couldn't believe that a black man was it was was the president of the United States for eight years it's just it's kind of it's sad because we you and I both know. That generations from now, this this time has been bookmarked. Oh man, has been bookmarked of like, oh yeah, that's when it all went down. It's just it's 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 shameful. 
You know, and it's like I, I know that that's not what this show is about, but it's, it's just not, like. But I'll say, you're like, but I want it documented that you and I are very aware of how shameful this has gotten. But I, I don't even, I don't even focus on that so much anymore. Like I feel bad for people that are somehow either still duped by him or 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 else still duped by their own beliefs, which. If if you really think that how like, would you be duped by him though? What, explain well, what you mean by duped that, by him. Like if anything good he does, or if you're one of these people who has to respect the presidency no matter what, you know what I mean. There's just people that you like. I feel sorry for in, in a sense. So I can't you know you can't change everybody, but I will say that I do feel also there is there's a and I guess it just depends where you put your focus. But there's a there is an there is a shift coming where people like. It's almost like the addict who has to hit rock bottom before they realize that, you know, fuck, man, maybe there's more to this. Maybe uh, just being wasted all the time isn't the way to be, you know? And then they, then they themselves decide to get out. I think as a society, there's going to be a shift that people are becoming more conscious and more understanding that the connection everybody has and how everything is interwoven like as as much as people are rallying against climate change or whatever it's bringing it to the the forefront people are talking about it and we know scientifically like if you understand science if you're someone who doesn't believe in science this isn't for you nothing is for you turn this <laughs> off and fucking go sit in the dark because you're a weirdo and 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 I'm not smart I don't know a lot of science I watch the NASA app and think like ooh that looks you know I actually went online looking for jobs at NASA that were like custodian, you know, thinking like even if I could just be around guys launching rockets, <laughs> that'd be pretty neat. But like everything has to have a bio engineer science, you know, you got to have, have your shit together is what you're saying. I have a BA in English literature. That yeah. is not having your shit together um, <laughs> for, the, for NASA. But you can buy a NASA jacket. <laughs> well, here's what needs to change. I am. Uh, I'm. I've got one foot out the door and watching news channels any, a, anymore. And I will tell you why. Not because I think it's fake news, but I realize something. Watch the commercials. It's literally you think you're going to die when you watch commercials. There, every commercial is for a pill and something old and retirement funds and all this stuff. So, like, all of a sudden, I'm watching this, going, "Hey, I, I'm not there yet." I'm not ancient, but then I realized they know their demographics are older people. So when you're talking about this movement, right? Not the bowel movements that the olders are having. The olders. The olders are having. But see, that's what I think. So, so you got this, you, you do have this movement of young people and millennials that are probably not going to TV. They're getting their information by rallying themselves on social media, which goes back to the thing that people were making fun of me forever, which is I always said that the internet was here to save the world. And it's not, unfortunately, it's not, we're the ones that are kind of still wrecking it. We're taking dumps on it because, you know, um, Twitter basically is uh, the ESPN sports uh, comment section that I used to love because they'd be like, oh, the Kings beat the Blackhawks tonight. And then you go to the comment section and three down, they'd be like, I hate black people. You're like, all right, great. That had nothing to do with uh, sports, but you needed a place for your outlet. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what, you know, Twitter it, it kind of turned into, but I think this millennial group, they're actually rallying around not CNN or Fox News or MSNBC or Bloomberg. They're rallying around the truth, which they find on the internet because they're actually willing to do the research. They're actually willing to look into it. And there actually are finally some good people, not bloggers, but good people that are actually stating fact and people are, are paying attention to them. So I do agree with you. I'm just bummed that we got to live this bullshit. Yeah, but again, it's like if you look at 
the youth of America, like I've, it, it, they've never been, they've never been more vocal. They've never been more right. They've never been more on top of their game. You know what I mean? Like when I was there, so you're saying age, we needed Donnie douchebag in order to get this. I, I'm saying like, I'm saying like, let, I don't, I don't think we can dismiss it as a thing that, yeah, maybe we did need that. Now, now, you know, I, I, Guess maybe the country was a little more divided than I understood after Obama. You know, I felt he was a good president. I didn't have to look up in the sky for nukes coming from North Korea while he was in office. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't like, I was never worried with that guy, you know? But well, he also time, didn't also speak never... the way he spoke. I mean, the, the, the vitriol that comes out of the president of the United States' mouth and the way that he belittles people, it's like you can't even. But again, do you understand like, as no, but yeah. you understand as a parent of young children, you can't even have your you can't even have your kids sit down and watch the president of the United States, the United States speak because right. you don't know if he's going to say something right. that is is not appropriate for children. But you didn't. I we would, I never would have had that problem if I sat him down in front of Obama, even George no, W. Bush, no, even not, anybody nobody, before not, that. Until you go way back when it's like maybe he shouldn't watch Jefferson. And, and to be honest, with you. <laughs> but to be honest with you, that that's part of the thing that makes me feel bad about you know going back to what you're saying it's like all these people i wonder like how many people that are okay with that kind of language that it's okay that they, they that they voted for a president they, they love the fact that he belittles people they love the fact that he demeans people that he shouldn't be demeaning or put or putting people down like what kind of human being are you that you think that your leader should behave that way you know what I mean? And again, what kind of human being are you put that much stock in a leader? Like, don't even, like, they're, they're, again, I, I, I really do think that this kind of thing is, is, is going to end up being a beneficial, maybe it's the bigger push that we needed. Maybe it's, um, you know, it's, again, always darkest before the dawn. Is a, how long is it? How long is it dark for? Hey is it man, like Alaska dark? In Alaska, it's it's dark for a long time, it's and then so it's bright as shit for twenty four hours for like six months. But like, actually, probably not six months. Again, don't know a lot about science. Where's that NASA app? Let's get on there. Um, but my point is, like, I, th- there is if you if you focus if you if you go on Twitter and you focus on everyone talking politics, then yeah, Twitter looks like a garbage can fire. But if you go on there and you follow, there are people that you can follow that. And I'm not saying, like, I'm not trying to be a hokey, inspirational, like, life is like a 10-speed bicycle. Some of us have <laughs> gears we never use. I'm just saying, like, there, there is positivity online. There is stuff you can look at online that will make you feel like all is not lost. Here, I, f- I found it. I found something online. Here we go. Let's see if I can find Let's see if this, this works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was it, screaming? Hold on, I gotta find a better one. That was not a good one. Like my my advice would be to go to like YouTube and watch Eckhart Tolle or Ram Dass and like watch these guys and understand a little bit more about how none of this really. This is all kind of man made and it is what it is. Yeah. Um, It's just kind of what you do with it and what you do with everything around you. What is it? It's a man voice over a beaver screaming in a mountaintop. Oh, okay. Sorry, I couldn't but hear that, it. But that's pretty much how I feel on any given day when I get up. And d- I understand, just in, but you know what you should be doing is... Like, that's because I'm PTA be, president, not because of... You what? 
It's because of my PTA presidency. Yeah, you're worried that you're going to get impeached? No, I'm, I'm done. Oh, you're done? Only got a couple days left. And what is it? What's the what can I, what is the Air Force One pick you up? What is the last day of a PTA president? Actually, you know what? Before we get into that, the point is, <laughs> what you should be doing if you have kids is not focusing on the negative garbage that's online. You should be trying to steer them towards stuff that's positive, stuff that makes sense. No, I do, and I. But the problem is, this president eats up the news cycle with all the ridiculousness that he does. I mean, quite frankly. The, the 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 reason why I got so pissed off about the NFL thing, it's just like, dude, just stay out of sports. Just just let them come to the White House. If you don't want to do a photo op, don't do a photo op. Just move on. Do other. Do th- I understand that, but the like, NFL do other. Him. But do your, But but my point is, do other things. Stay out of all the other stuff because we already know. We already know that whoever wins the NBA title is not going to the White House. This is never going to stop. I did I had I thought I had a fucking funny joke the other day, and not, like one person. Tony Ram was a guy who like I think you say Tony Randall. I'm like whoa whoa. Tony, I Tony thought Tony was this guy who, who fought, we follow each other on Twitter. He's a nice dude. I met him uh, doing a show in Chicago, but uh, but he liked. He was the only guy who liked it. But I said, dude, if the Capitals win the Stanley Cup, they have to go to the White House. Alex Ovechkin is Russia's Michael Jordan. <laughs> And not, I don't think, I mean, maybe... I, it was a hockey joke. I think that's where... Maybe it was. was like, hockey who are the Capitals? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I don't know, man. I thought that was funny. And then I also said, fine, go Eagles. But I don't care if the Phillies' bullpen cures male pattern baldness. I'm never going to root for them. And that got maybe two likes. Jake Arrieta, by the way, uh, uh, is, is, uh, is, has been throwing everybody under the bus. He's done the Phillies now. And so it came out that he's just all pissed off and because they haven't been scoring any runs. And like, so he's just bitching about the team and bitching about the coach. And it's like, dude, come on. Because it's like, it, it's just like, it's like. He would have done that in Chicago too. I, know, I, I, think, but I think he was. Is that just uh, his I, MO? I think that's where he was at. Like, he got lucky with his second chance because Baltimore had been like, dude, you're done here. And then he came to Chicago and with the help of that pitching coach and everybody else, he became, you know. He became who he was. He became who he was. And uh, the 2015 season was really his, you know, his uh, best year, and he ran out of gas at the end. Now I, I can't. I'm not blaming him or, or angry or anything. The next year he helped. He was an intricate part of that that team winning the World Series, and uh, I'll always be thankful for that. But at the same time, him and Chapman, I was not sad to see go. Now Chapman, I don't like. Yeah, for Chapman's a, a turd, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, there is argument that without that 103-mile-an-hour fastball... <laughs> is there a guy throwing 105, by the way? Is that what I... Yes, dude. There's a guy throwing 105. What team is he on? Uh, geez, who did he pitch for? It was just the other day. I wish we had the internet. Well, uh, I got you, uh, toys. You know I was just going to say... Is let I really me ask miss... some of the toys. Let me ask, uh, my, let me ask uh, two and a half foot bat, tall Batman over there that uh, never got played no with. No one can see your... Batman. No, I'm saying, I'm, I'm describing him. Oh, I said two great... and a half foot tall Batman toy that my kid never played with. Probably going to keep that, though. <laughs> two and a half foot tall Christian Bale Batman. Um, do you know who was pitching 105? Oh, I was coach of the. I got picked coach of the year for the football season, NFL flag uh, football season. You're right, I did. Did you really? What I coach did. Mark got I coach have... of the year? <laughs> they actually got my name right. Yeah, with it, Brian with an I. He did say Brian, and he kind of almost said question mark because he, he didn't read my last. But first Brian. off, Brian Irwin comes off like a fake stage name. It's not even. It's not that difficult. Bro-win, like John Hawk. Like I think we both have relatively. Easy names. I mean, a lot of people say have, have called me Earwig and Irving and <laughs> Irvin. Brian Earwig. 
<laughs> and the award for coach of the year goes to Brian Earwig. Yeah. But he got it right. He eventually got it right. But he almost, he almost um, didn't say the full name. But I still accepted the award. So, uh, yeah, I did. I, I won coach uh, uh, of the year. What? Uh, what? Uh, didn't even win the Super Bowl. Jordan anymore, Hicks, Cardinals rookie. Okay. Uh, throws 105. Of course he's not the Cardinals. But also Chapman has also thrown 105. Yeah, but again. But uh, so far this guy hasn't shot off a gun in his house and threatened to punch his wife. Yeah, exactly. So um, A little bit different. Yeah. Um, so what were you saying? Oh, yeah, Coach of the Year. What, 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 uh, Flag what went football into that? Did you win the championship? You win no, the- I didn't win the championship. But I, That's I, why they gave you the Coach of the Year. Well, I'll tell you why they did. I honestly do believe this. I, had, I, didn't, I didn't have the most skilled team on the field, and we, and we almost made it all the way. Um, cause I, if I, if I may toot my horn for one second, I guess. um, I do know how to communicate. The one thing I never thought I could do, and it's like, you don't learn until after you have kids. I actually know how to talk to kids. Like that's, it's a weird thing You're that a child's mind. Like I, yeah. I mean, honestly that there's, there's truth to that. I didn't there, hate going through all the toys yeah. <laughs> and I actually got caught playing with a lot of them. And, uh, there is something to be said for having a child like mind still because you you identify with them a little bit differently than a basically hard and fast i can't wait to become like an adult like i have a friend of mine that like wanted to be like a grown-ass man in college and he was so boring you know the guys are like they just are you're like what are you fucking 55 like what what are you talking like that for nine o'clock lights out like nine o'clock dude you're 18 years old calm down (laughs) slow your roll captain but yeah, no, I just, and so I, I just, I know how to get, I know how to pay attention. If you pay attention to kids, you go, all right, well, this is what you're good at. So let's just focus only on that and like putting them in positions to like, you know, be good instead of trying to force them in something that makes them uncomfortable and makes them feel bad about themselves. So like I was able to do that. And I, and, and so these other teams that ended up going to the Super Bowl, they were just stacked. They were just that good. Yeah. So they're, 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 it's a little bit easier to coach when, when literally, Six of the kids on your team are a foot and a half taller than everybody else, and sure. faster and better, and just and played longer. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. And we didn't. We, we we didn't. You know, that's. They, I know they have that problem. I think in some baseball leagues and some soccer leagues where people for, people forge ages yeah, coming like, in and like. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I can't remember who the one guy was, but like he's eighteen, and they're like, nope, he's thirty three. <laughs> it was like, holy <laughs> shit! Well, there was the guy that went to high school and was in his thirties, right? Somewhere in, down south. It's just like, oh yeah, what was that? I don't know. Well, that was disturbing, is and what hilarious. it was, but it is <laughs> kind of funny. Imagine that going, I got to go to class now. And your friends are like, dude, what? I just got off the third shift out at the <laughs> mill. Like, what are you talking about? Go to class. <laughs> I'm just having a grand old time over there with the high school, school kids. School is great, guys. We get recess. <laughs> I don't think that was high school, but. Anyway, yeah, so. A long time. I'm, I'm half joshing, but uh, uh, I, well, I do, I do have the award. Did you give a speech? Uh, no, I said thank you, and I moved on. But my kids think I'm cool for at least a week. So I got that. How long that lasts? That's good. good. That's good for about a week. Old coach of the year, dad. Whatever, man. That was last week. Yeah, that was so last week. We're over you. Give me money. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, they don't ask for money. I don't have any. Give me apps. They They do ask a lot for apps. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Fortnite and whatever else. Oh yeah, that's. uh, I don't know what that is. Me neither. (laughs) Me neither. You know what? You know what? Video games are. Between my kids and me is what it was like with me and my dad. I've always told you that story where I was trying to explain to my dad about the move, the, the song White Lines in the car and trying to get him to listen to it. And he's just like, please stop talking. I'm not interested. Yeah. That's kind of what Fortnite is with my kid trying to talk to me about what they're doing in Fortnite. And I'm not listening. And they're like, are you, dad? Hello? 
Yeah. Hello, are you? No, I'm not. And <laughs> no, I'm not. That oh. is hilarious. Like I, you think about that. I, I remember my brother was so funny. Like he wanted to like. I don't know what he wanted. I think he wanted my parents to like Metallica. I was like, dude, that's never gonna happen. Like he would have. My, he would be in the car with my mom. And he'd be like, oh, you'll like this song, and he would play the bass solo. Uh, anesthe- it's called anesthesia, pulling teeth, and it it's it's just like electric bass distorted. It's a bass solo. And he's cranking this up in the car, and my mom's like, "I don't want to listen to this." <laughs> and I'm like, "I go, why? I go talk to him later. I go, why would you think that she would want to listen to that?" He goes, "I don't know, man. There weren't any lyrics to it. He thought because it was instrumental, <laughs> see that, that it's more like music. Go, yeah, it's it's not." It's not the lyrics, man. It's the pounding drums, bass, and guitar. Like, if you just broke it down to the lyrics and slowed them down, they'd probably like it. But it's the rest of the music. And then on Christmas morning, I had, we had got my brother had got Master of Puppets for Christmas from Santa or whoever, and it was on tape. You know, he had it on tape, and he wanted. My dad was always like, you know, turn that shit down. And my brother was like, Master of Puppets, the song Master of Puppets is an anti cocaine song anti-drugs anti-cocaine specifically it's about how cocaine will take over your life it's about how it'll, it's it's a it's a, it's a say no to cocaine song right um my brother was like yeah this is an anti-drug song so he's trying to play it on christmas morning for my dad he's trying to play master of puppets my dad's like i don't give a fuck what it is turn it off and get it out of here like it wasn't the message it wasn't the fucking vocals it was the music itself that they didn't like you know but my brother was like I don't, I don't get it. I'm like, really? You don't? Can I ask you a question? Because I actually feel like I'm, I'm not like that. I'm like a different generation of parent that I actually am fine with like listening to continuing to listen to new music. And I listen to extremely old music. Like I, my, my range is very broad. Mm-hmm. Like for you, do you see yourself continuing to evolve musically? Like, so if you ever have kids on accident, like, will you be like, if they, if they're like 20 years from now, they're like, dad, check this out. Do you still think you'll be that guy? I'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm actually, you're going to, are you going to stay current? I guess is the question. I, I will. I mean, to a point, I think, I think even with my wife, that, that gets that causes me to stay current a little more. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I thought because you were gonna say for some, certain songs that she listens to. I was gonna say there are certain songs that my wife listens to that I will never listen to, but that's because it's pop stuff that I'm just not well, but, into. Yeah, but right, right, right. As far as like new real bands, yeah, I will always try to like I take other people's advice. I listen to stuff randomly. I used to walk into Amoeba and go, "Hey, I like this band. Give me three bands that you think are kind of like that." And they give and you three would, albums of Arcade Fire, and you're like, anything no, else? No, man, I've, I've gotten into bands that, like the Soledad Brothers and Howling Rain, bands that I would have never found without doing that, you know? And when I see somebody that I respect musically, like their opinion online, and they're like, I just listened to this song or this new music or whatever, like, there's a chance that, like, I'll check that out and listen to it. I am right now in, like, a musical... I don't know. I want to. I don't want to call it like resurgence. I don't know what to call it, but like, Dead and Company started their summer tour, and I like we've lost John. No, no, that gets me super pumped up, man. They they sound so good. They live streamed the first show for free. I watched that. I've been watching the first and second set openers. They sound so good. Uh, one of our listeners, Steve. Hello, Steve. Dude, I love you, buddy. This guy. Okay, well, that's extreme. No, did you uh-uh. say that to your wife before you left the house today? No. Okay. Actually, yeah, before she left the house. Yeah, I did, actually. I said, I love you, buddy. And, <laughs> and she said, what? And I said, I was talking to Steve. Steve. 
And he, out of nowhere, he hits me up. He's like, hey, man, have you heard of this re-listen app? And I had not. And I'm like, no. He goes, you should check it out. And I go, I download this re-listen app. If you don't have this and you like The Grateful Dead, get this app immediately. It is every show from The Grateful Dead, from Dead & Company, from Fish, from Blues Traveler, from bands like that, but especially for me, The Grateful Dead and Dead & Company, every show from a taper online. You just click. You can do This Day in History, every Grateful Dead show that was played on June 5th. So somebody... The tapers all started downloading all their stuff. I don't so know now, what that, what's well, a taper? A taper. The Grateful Dead let people a long time ago. They were people were sneaking in with. Oh right, right. Equipment. So they allowed people to bootleg. Basically saying, bootleggers. If basically, you will. it's why we still talk about the Grateful Dead because the 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 funniest thing is like by being what they said the documentary is by being lazy. They didn't want to be cops. They didn't want to police people. They didn't want to tell people they couldn't record their music. And Jerry always felt like if you want to, if there's something you can do with that music when I'm done playing it, go crazy. Like. I'm done with it. It was one of those things, you know. He wasn't asking for any money on top of it. It was like they they bought special tapers tickets to sit in a section and then they could just record the shows. So when I started getting into it, the studio albums that they're okay, but the bootlegs are live shows. And if you're a band worth your weight in guitar strings, you're better live than you are in a, any studio. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about it. Live music music is meant to be uh, enjoyed live. It's meant to be taken in live. That's how it started. It was like, entertain me. Well, I can play these two strings on this thing. And like, okay, it's not like recorded. I'll listen to it later. It's like, no, this is great. I'm watching it. I'm listening to it now. So with that, you were hearing live shows and especially being a guy who got into it in the you know early nineties, that was the tail end. So I, yeah, I wanted to hear what they sounded like in 85, in 75, in 65. And you could do that through tapes and bootlegs and all that. So I just started amassing as many tapes as I could get and, you know, good shows and bad shows. But this, that's all obsolete because they're all on this app now and you can different, different sound qualities, different chunks of the set. What do you mean? Why would you want different sound qualities? Well, you'd want the best sound quality you could get, but other people download them on, and then the sound quality is rated so you can see it. Oh, then, oh got it, got it, got and it. And then sometimes the thing might, like this, cuts out at this stage because something happened with the tape, or they had to switch, and then this one has the whole thing. But it's it's such a worthwhile, amazing app that I can't... Like that, plus the summer tour starting, and then also on the other end of the spectrum, I binge-watched the show Metalocalypse, Um on a, on Hulu not that long ago mm-hmm. and that's about a fake it's a cartoon it's a 12 minute cartoon it was an, on Adult Swim for a couple of years uh, they did about four or five seasons of it uh, it's about a fake metal band called Death Clock Brendan Small who helped create home movies uh, is is the guy he, cr- he writes all the music he writes the episodes he's the voice of most of the band with another one other comic does some voices and as far as, and my brother-in-law, see that this is what happened to me is none of my friends, I only have very, I have very few friends right now that I'm in immediate contact with that I can see on, on some sort of regular basis that even care about Dead and Company or the Grateful Dead at all. And then I almost have no friends that I can come in contact with on a regular basis that care about real metal. You know what I mean? Like I went to San Diego to see Slayer, Bohemoth, Lamb of God, Anthrax and Testament by myself. I have a theory on that. I think it's because 
just like sports in the city that you and I moved to, yeah. in the Midwest, most of those people that are into metal and stuff like that, they don't come out to LA. Like I just I just don't think that that group of people exists out here in our little in our little bubble in our little fishbowl. I think just like athletes, like a lot of people were into something else. I mean, look, I wasn't even a metal guy. Like I and I was raised on the Cure and Love and Rockets and U two and the Police and all that kind of stuff. Like I. I had my friends that were totally into that stuff, and I was just like, "Whatever, dudes." But yeah. um, I just, I just, I personally think, and again, that's that may just sound ridiculous when I say it, but I think uh, you left a lot of those people back home. Is what I'm saying. Well, that's why you don't see a lot of them out here. But, They're back but, home. But when I think about it, really, like, you know, I went to my first. I went to Clash of the Titans with Mike Ortiz. That was Slayer, Anthrax, and Megadeth. Oh, I thought you meant the movie. I was like, all no, right, I don't no, know why we just changed the subject. Tour from 1992. And also remember, you also live in a city where glamour rock was yes, really but, huge. But but metal is huge here as well. Like metal, like there is where? a metal Rainbow scene. Rainbow Room? No, 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 no. I just mean in general, like metal, like there, like Death Clock, there's a reason that was so popular. You know what I mean? Like it, people do love metal. I'm just saying at, from my group of friends or people that I see or people that I know, they're not there. I mean... It's just it's it's just funny to me. So it took me. Uh, it's like embarrassing how long it took me to get through Metalocalypse and finally. And then my brother in law gave me the three metal albums that they put out as Death Clock. Dude, it's literally some of the best metal I've ever heard. I absolutely love it. It's it, you like Spinal Tap, right? Yeah. What Spinal Tap is to rock and roll, Death Clock is to metal, but more musical you know what i mean they're more talented musically brendan smalls a more talented it's so funny i told you that i did a show with he and ian bag he had ian bag on him on a show with us at the ice house and i he just he's just a normal dude like yeah, i didn't i had no i didn't know his history thing. at all he's kind of balding he's like a younger like he's like a younger old person i.e meaning he didn't you wouldn't go oh this guy's doing this band death clock that you're talking about dude. i didn't find out about it. it was just that i think al madrigal had stopped by to visit and they started having a conversation and that's when i was like he was talking about metal opic metal lockup metalocalypse oh uh, yeah i don't know yeah. why i can't say it but um and that's what that's when the first i had heard of it i mean i'm not sorry but i'm not a big adult swim guy i'm not that no, familiar no, no, with neither, it, it, was, it i never really anymore, felt but i used to watch a lot of aqua teen hunger force and space yeah, lab it, just, and, it was just never my thing and that's that but i'm sure i miss a lot of great programming but but that was Eddie Pence reminded me we had we were doing that slow festival years back and because I, I go hey man have you ever heard of Metalocalypse and he goes yeah dude we watched like three episodes of it in that hotel room back in two thousand well I heard about the slow festival and John Huck twelve twelve well yeah this was like towards the end I was like sober the whole time and then boom at the end I was like <laughs> um, but yeah so we we were laughing our asses off I guess and I was like I just kind of like never remembered to like check it out again and then when I finally did I became obsessed and like then the three albums I'm telling you man that is some fantastic metal like interesting I, I really enjoy it like if I ever get a chance to talk to Brendan Small I'd, it's going to be a super nerdy fanboy conversation I'll reach probably, out to Ian he'll you know. probably run away yeah um, but you can check out. He, there's videos online of uh, Death Clock and all that, like him actually coming up with the songs and stuff. It's it's very fascinating. It's it's amazing. And then also, I finally got to see, well, only two members of the Monkees. Yeah, I felt I, I was bummed that I didn't get to go. I saw Eddie went with you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How did you even come about getting tickets for that? I mean, that's I'm just curious. I bought them months and months and months ago, beginning yeah. of like actually middle of last year. They went on sale for the Mickey and Mike show. 
because I think in my head they wanted to see if anybody would be coming out, which is weird because I think everyone would be coming out. And then what was the age group there for the show? Me and Eddie were bordering on the younger okay. cr- part of the crowd. You know? Okay. There was still some younger people, but it was just Mickey Dolans and Mike Nesmith. Yeah. And then Mike Nesmith's kid played guitar, and then I think Dolan's sister and her daughter were backup singers, and so there was a family element to it. Uh-huh. And uh, man, I came home from AM Kindergarten every day to watch reruns of the Monkeys, which I didn't know were reruns at the time. I didn't know what a rerun was. Honestly, <laughs> you I was just like, assumed they were making them. The Monkeys are on. Like uh, I watched the Monkeys and uh, Cubs games, literally, and. And between those two things, Bob Dernier and Leon Durham made me want to be a baseball player, and Mike Nesmith made me want to be a guitarist. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like that, I picked up a guitar, and my mom got me guitar lessons in like second grade at the Warrenville Community Center. I took one, you know, quarter of guitar lessons. Was like okay, <laughs> and then in fourth grade, started a guy started coming to the house to teach me how to play guitar, and though like. Still love the monkeys. Still like, yeah, I want to play Last Train to Clarksville. Yeah, I want to play. Like, so getting to see this guy finally play guitar live was just—I uh, was ecstatic. You know what I mean? It was, it was a, it was a really, and it was a well done show, and they sounded good for, I mean, bordering on, oh, you know, it's almost eighty years old. No, they're not that old. Seventy-five. You really? Know? Are they that yeah, old? Yeah, man. I mean, when you think about this, it was monkeys were what sixty-five? Yeah, I guess so. You're right. They were eight. Let's say they were eighteen, nineteen. Let's say they were twenty and sixty-five, just to round it out. I mean, okay. Well, there you go. So they got to be. They're at least seventy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Interesting. And, I mean, and, and you know, Mickey Dolan's is still walking around and doing his thing, and like it was, it was a really, it was a really fun show. And the Orpheum Theater downtown is really nice, and like it was just a. Uh, it was a really well done show, and I was really happy I got to see it. But when it, when the tickets went on sale, I was really because this is the first time Mike Nesmith has really played any monkeys shows. Um, you know, I always felt there might have been some tension between him and Davy Jones because mm-hmm. when they did finally do a reunion, he was the only one. Mike Nesmith was the only one not involved, right? But he was also the only one at the time who'd gone on to like have sort of a solo career, you know? He put out Well, albums. he was the most musician of he the, the banking guys in... Him and Peter Tork were the only real musicians when they started. Right. Davy Jones never really even became a musician, probably played some notes on a piano. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Mickey Dolan's played drums, and he can play guitar, and he's also become, you know... I think Mickey Dolan's and Davy Jones were more actors, but then, again, I, I could have my history wrong, but I'm pretty sure I've seen audition tapes and all that stuff for them. Um and every single episode. And then hearing some songs that you kind of like, because I had kind of gone back and started to listen to the Monkees in the last week or so, and then was like, oh, I can't wait to hear this. And, and my favorite song has always been What Am I Doing Hanging Around, and, which is a Mike Nesmith tune that he plays and sings, and it sounds like a song that could have been written by you know Robert Hunter and sung by Jerry Garcia. And it just, it, it, I mean, not the way they do it, but it could have been, you know. And I just was really happy towards the end they played that. It was like a, a really rocked out version of it. And I was, it was a cool, it was just, it was just cool. Like right now there's a lot of music between that and then this, the Dead and & Company and Death Clock and like. And the so this is your Slayer summer tour. of music is what you're saying. I mean, I wish if I, if I would have known what I know now about Dead & Company, I, I don't know that I ever would have moved out here. I might have just stayed in my mom's basement, hoarded money <laughs> from 96 until uh 2015 and then just 
spent all my money going on tour, seeing shows, staying in hotels. Cool. And, and then you could have been that guy that was in the news for being uh, kicked out or evicted by his parents. I could have been sued by my mom to leave the house. Nah, man, she'd have been like, cool. No, she wouldn't have been cool at all. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, I really, I'm, I'm bummed I'm not seeing more shows. I've only got tickets to Dodger Stadium so far, so I need a job. For baseball. No, for... for You're like, yeah, so I bought some baseball tickets, but... uh, They play there a week later. Yeah. Uh, We forgot to talk about this earlier, but uh, I made a quick reference, a half joke, but I did collect beer cans when I was growing up. That was like a big thing. Is that even a thing anymore at all? I I mean, I think it just depends You would think now there's so many different varieties of beer. You would think that this would be like, this would be the, what would be called the golden age of collecting. (laughs) But but you always wanted the older can. I was like, whatever you could get your hands on to look really old. Well, there was nothing more exciting than finding which you didn't realize at the time was some drunk's fucking candy Stash. just threw inside of he just whipped into a bush and you're like I don't have an Olympia I, yeah, and I exactly. got an Olympia my buddy Andy what, uh, what was what was the one the one the um, the, uh, the 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 covenant the ark the the one that you really want what would be the the beer can that you would like well because uh, some beer cans were rare yeah there well what ha- there, okay so there was like everybody had a paps and a budweiser or whatever like everybody sure had but those. paps seemed even rare to me back then like when i was younger what i did like okay my buddy andy kalmine had a, a a barn next to his house it was like a big garage and then a loft upstairs that his brother had turned into like a party pad so we would go up there and we we, we could drink and do whatever up there and his brother had lined the the rafters with these old school beer cans and we were always like yeah man that's awesome so i wanted to do that too so uh, we would like sometimes i would just like have people over and we would just like drink in my bedroom when my when my parents were home or whatever and i would just keep the empties and and i would put the empties in a guitar case like a hard shell guitar case so then i would leave the guitar into the bed and say i was going to someone's house to play guitar get rid of the empties come back later and then you know whatever so uh I would do That's that. That's very Ocean's Eleven of you, just yeah, to get know, some beer cans right? out, by the so way. stupid. And then I would keep like one or two cans, and I would put them on my shelf. You know, and I'd wa- rinse them out so it wasn't too terrible. And, and, and I worked at a recycling center on the weekends. So I would grab like, oh, Jim Beam bottle, and I would put that up on my shelf. Is that a can? No, no. Like, well, it's not a can, no. But I would just put – so I had like different liquor bottles and all these beer cans and everything. And the beer cans weren't – like there was Old Styles. There was Bud Lights. There were like beers that I drank when I get, could get beers. <laughs> And when my mom would be like, I remember once I was sitting in there, and my mom came back with a friend, and be like, "Oh yeah," and then there's like, John's room is back here, like show, kind of showing her the house. And this, they walked in, and my mom goes, "Yeah, I guess he collects um, beer cans or whatever." And then they just walk <laughs> out, and I'm like, "That was the only thing that was ever said about why I had so many." Like if if today if my kid was like had all these liquor bottles and beer cans, I go, "What is this?" You have to remember though, back then they marketing was different. I had oh, yeah. kids Budweiser to remember. Remember the Bud Man. Like I had a Bud Man, the, the, that that superhero. Yeah, Bud. I wanted to be him. He's I had Duff Man. I had that as a sh- I had that as a shirt. I had a, Spuds a sh- McKenzie t shirt. Spuds McKenzie. I had a Schlitz hat. Like yep. and this was Camel stuff, Light t shirt. These things were made for children. This was <laughs> not. This was not like an, an accidental shrunk. Yeah. Oops. This happened uh, in the an wash. Adult shirt. Yeah. This. No. This stuff was marketed towards us. The, the no, beer can craze collecting thing. Like no one gave a shit. They were just like, yeah, go ahead. That's whatever. You it literally. It just smelled like sadness in my room from all the <laughs> le- leftover old beer. All everybody's bad decisions. You know the the stories probably behind some of these things. You know who but, knows. But then they they did start kind of putting out um, uh, throwback beers mm-hmm. when I was younger, and in the Chicago Fire. 
a, a brewery had burned down called the John A. Huck Brewery. Are you serious? J-O-H-N, middle initial A, last name H-U-C-K, John A. Huck Brewery. It burned down in the Chicago fire, and in Chicago, they reissued that beer when I was young, young. So someone brought my dad a full six-pack of it, because my dad's middle name was John, but J-O-H-N. My name, obviously not J-O-H-N, but... Um, but still kind of cool. He drank the six-pack and then gave me one of the empties, <laughs> which is like now you would keep the six-pack intact, not drink it yeah, right. as a collector's item. But he, they, he drank it all and then when my, and didn't want my brother to get jealous, so he gave my brother an old beer can that was like, it said Miss, Miss Froschenslosh on it or something. <laughs> and it had like a, a, a shapely like 1950s like sort of overweightish woman in a one piece bathing suit on the and like she had a sash like she was Miss Froschenslosh or whatever. And so that's we, he gave that to my brother and he gave me the John A. Huck can and I still have that John A. Huck can. It's in my apartment right now. Well, that's on display uh, as you should though. I mean, it's, yeah, but it's that a, was the only beer can that really made it. And my brother still has the Froschenslosh. So that's your one. rare. Yeah, I don't think I think my rare can was probably something like a, an Olympia, Olympia, not realizing was, that back then it was just that nobody really in your area if you couldn't get it, like yeah. we couldn't get Olympia. I don't think like, you can get old style out here, can you? No, you can't get old style out here. And do I they don't still make you, it? Mm-hmm. Okay, they do. You can get it back in Illinois. Uh, what I think is funny is Matt Dittman's bar, Crawford's Pass. In Burbank. Oh, is it open? Uh, oh, dude. Sorry, you didn't know? No. Yeah, dude. I thought you were going to tell me, and we're going to all go out there and celebrate. We okay, should. Cool. Because How long chicken, has it been open? Uh, since, like, December of last year. Okay, great. Thanks for letting me know. I've been there a couple thanks, times. Thanks for the heads up six months later. Sorry, dude, accident. but they got, they got the, uh, they're doing a chicken sandwich, which is like, right. so good, dude. All right. Okay. Anyway, this is going. they have a sign. that They have a neon Stroh's sign. Stroh's, Stroh's, was, yeah. Stroh's will always hold a special place in my heart because it is the first beer I ever bought with a fake ID. <laughs> and they had... I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> they had an eight-pack. I did. I panicked. I didn't know what to get. I had this ID that I got downtown Chicago. It said I was a security guard. <laughs> you could see, like, the tire rim. In the first back, off, like, for those of you who have never seen John, which I think you all have, you, and even, not John now, but any pictures of John, you should never believe that he was a security guard. Continue. Right. And if I was... Terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible hire. Whoever. What are you guys doing over there? Nothing. Never mind. I don't want to get up. All right. <laughs> All right. Just be careful. Have fun. Be careful. Back something. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, I went in with this really shitty fake ID and I bought an eight pack of Stros. Uh, about two eight packs, one for my buddy and one for me. And I uh, got to. I think I've told this story. I got to the counter and it was a substitute teacher from my high school, and he was like. Oh, you look familiar. I go, yeah. He goes, did you go to Wheaton Central? I was like, yeah. And I, I had it figured out. I was like, I said something like, yeah, class of 85 or whatever, you know. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. He sold me the beer and I walked away. <laughs> and I got in the car. I go, holy shit, that guy almost like, that was close, you know. But like because of that, like the Stroh's 8-pack was only a limited. That stopped happening after a while. But Dittman, sorry, has a sign that says Stroh's. Tries to post it on Instagram. We're open. And I keep commenting, yes. But you don't have Stroh's, so stop posting that sign. Like, I get it. You have a neon sign. In Do your they bar. still make Stroh's or Stroh's is done? I don't know. I Schlitz, th- I think it got reissued. Schlitz is re re upped. Um, Pap still gets made and is very popular out here. You can get Schlitz at Crawford's. You can get hams at Crawford's. Hams. Um, you can get hams at Walmart. Dude, you remember the hams commercials? Yeah, hams, Clam- the bear refreshing. Cartoons. Yeah, the like bear. Dancing bear. Like, the yeah, bear. Yeah. yeah. Can't have the that hams anymore. bear. 
There, by the way, beer, beer signs, the ones that had that you could turn on and they had like the waterfalls oh, or the glowing man. lakes or all that kind of the, stuff. The glass being filled. Th- those things, uh, those are great. Those are great collectors. And you don't have to be a drinker. I mean, that, I just, it, and also, I guess maybe for us, it reflects a different time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, recle- it's, it's it reflects nostalgia. shag carpeting in somebody's basement yep. next to the pool table or their parents' bar. Like back when there was the, having the, ba- the basement with the bar Dude. and the pool table was kind of a thing. Like if you had a basement, that's probably what, and if you did your basement up it was pool table and a bar with a lot of like dead heads and uh, animal heads and yeah. and and beer signs and all that kind of stuff that was a that was a thing back uh, in did, the did your dad uh, did you guys have a basement n- uh we not a traditional basement no we had one of those kind of california basements it was uh, funny that we had the same kind of thing we're like however uh, now that i look at it it wasn't a true basement meaning that like it's the same thing here. You see, well, like if you like, not that anybody can see it, but it's it's splitsies. It's half. It's yeah. not like a full basement. You're not underground. No. You're the ground comes up to the window. Yeah, here. and I think it was just the way that piece of property was. I think you know a lot of times now I've learned because in my neighborhood too, is as they're building neighborhoods, they got to put the dirt from where they were building all in one spot. And so some people, that's why some people's houses are higher up than others is because they were throwing all the dirt. dirt. Oh yeah. Yeah. They were throwing all the dirt over to that other thing. So that's kind of, I I probably how our house was built, even though we lived in Wisconsin with flatland. Yeah. We were, we were up a little bit and I think it was probably because the construction from both sides was being pushed over into that piece. And there are genuinely Wisconsin is a hillier landscape than Illinois, like legitimately. You yeah, know what I mean? that like, is true. That is true. Like, I have friends in Lacrosse who live like that. Like they live up on property, but it's probably not necessarily. Going to, it's just the way the land. No, but you are there. correct. When you get to central and um, uh, a western side, of which you're talking about Lacrosse. When you get to the central and the western side of Wisconsin, it is. It's very hilly. They said, and it's also. I've not been there yet, but I eventually want to go. They said it. It, it, it reminds everybody of Europe, like oh, that yeah. part, like very, yeah, very European some, over there. There's some very European looking kind of. Yeah. Yeah, but um, we had a we had a we had a basement. It was like sort of like an unfinished basement. We had some paneling and like not in, uh, like a exposed pipes and stuff on the ceiling. Uh-huh. But that was like my dad's bar was down there, and you know he had a stereo down there, and he had showed movies down there on the on the screen with the projector. But like we weren't really, you know, supposed to be down there hanging out without him, you know. But when I got to college, we I rented a house with five other guys, paid a hundred dollars a month a person. <laughs> To live in this five bedroom house with a full basement, and two baths, and uh, and downstairs was a bar, and I was like, "This is the place we're gonna rent." And I had a big, I had a Schlitz bullhead. It was a Schlitz sign hung on the wall. You turned it on, and the eyes lit red. So it was like a cool, badass Schlitz bullhead. I was like, "Yes." And then this guy kept coming to the parties that I was having and try to steal it all the time. And I go, "Put the fucking <laughs> light back." But it was, but yeah, that. That was like the last place I was at that like had a cool basement. I lived in a basement in DC and peed at a utility sink for three months, but oh, that good. was like Congrats. more of some sort of weird self-imposed prison. You know, it's funny we're having this conversation now because I completely forgot about this. Um, when I was in college in Milwaukee, on the east side of Milwaukee, um, underage, clearly underage, my parents are not big drinkers at all. Like not even close. Uh, pretty pretty laid back as far You're as that really stuff goes. You're not really a big drinker either, dude. So, um, but when, when everybody's a fairly big illegal drinker in college, like oh, yeah. that's like a thing, right? You know, like love it or hate it. I, I, I forgot that this. My dad came up, and my roommates. Um, I'm not. A, I don't really like hard alcohol, but they were they were buying hard alcohol. They worked at a, a bar called Barfesser, and one the be- the cool thing about Wisconsin is you know there's what's called corner bars, and they probably have them. Um, 
in the Midwest, all over the place, which is they look like houses, but they're actual oh. bars and they're in neighborhoods, right? They were the neighborhood bars, but they look like houses. So they were working at this one and they kept bringing home all this hard alcohol. And I remember my dad came to visit me and uh, I was like, you know, I wish we had like a bar for all this stuff. I, no, mind you, I'm underage, right? And my dad, we go downstairs in the basement of this apartment complex. He finds a bunch of wood and old doors, comes back, builds a bar. So basically he builds, takes all the, um, you know, some plywood, builds like the base of it, and then starts cutting the doors. Because you know what those old doors, yes. they have like that natural ridge around it. Uh-huh. So he used two doors, cut them in half, and built the bar so that it had that little ridge, a little bump that you would have on the side of the of the patron side, and built us a bar for us to to have there. Dude, and I, I think I'm looking back on that now, going, God, times are so. I would never, if my kids, I came visit my kids and they were build 19, they'd be like, Stop drinking. Uh, yeah, yeah. How about we don't drink illegally here? How about we start their kids? And they'd yeah. be like, All right, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and leave because we're not going to listen to a now. What you're going to have to do? They're going to be like, Dad, water my marijuana plants. <laughs> And you're going to be like, what? what do I, I don't want to kill him. Please don't. It's hard what to grow them. marijuana plants. But yeah, I forgot that he did that. It was actually really cool. I don't know. What, we probably just, you know, when it was time to move, I'm sure we just trashed it and or we moved it down to the basement because, as you know, a lot of these old places, stuff just keeps getting out. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if it's been recycled. To an, another group of kids eventually found that bar. They're like, no way, that dude. That wouldn't surprise me. That yeah. wouldn't surprise me. I, I, we, I, in college, these people that lived across the alley from me, in what they called Mac House, um, was uh, they built a bar and they called it the Wooden Badger, and it was like a, uh, they, you know, they built it. It was a solid bar. Everyone signed it, and whatever. And when the, they everyone finally moved out, I think they, I think they cut it into pieces and they all took a piece. Yeah, I think I'm not sure, but uh, that was a cool. You know, that was cool. Just having a place to go that felt like it was a bar that wasn't really a bar, but no. you were like at a bar. <laughs> but if you think about it, that's the beauty of college is that like that's a that's your first opportunity. As much as you make fun of like a hundred bucks, five guys, and it's like and everything about it sounds gross, and it, it was. Dude, that house was but, awesome. Though. But it was also your first your first step into like any form of ownership, any type of identity, like all everything that you did, as stupid as it may have been. It doesn't. And it doesn't matter. It it's was real fucking. Oh, stupid. it was real. Yes, of course. <laughs> I still feel bad. That house, the house next door to it, looked really similar to it in the dark. So when we would have part, and no, it was it was Ashland, Wisconsin. Nobody locked their doors, right? So we would have parties, and people would come running into our house like, "Holy <laughs> shit, dude! We just walked into your neighbor's house." Like people would walk all the way into the living room with cases of beer, smoking <laughs> cigarettes, and like an old man and his wife were like, "Get the." Here, this guy, this guy hated us. One day we were okay. First off, if they were old people, of course they did. But that's why rule number one: know where you're moving. If you're you're moving into a college neighborhood, you're you get what you deserve. But the whole town is the college neighborhood. You know what I mean? It's a small town. You just live in town and hope a college kid doesn't live next to you. Yeah, fair. That's true. Well, well, but that's. I guess I do live near Occidental College, so they probably get a little bit of that issue too. Yeah, I mean, this guy. One night, one day, we we had been partying all night, and we were outside. We got our the car was stuck in a snowbank, so we're trying to push it out and like. Literally, we're out there like I'm wearing just long underwear and ski goggles, and my friend is out there in like a t-shirt. We look like idiots, and this old man comes out and he's like, "You guys are fucking idiots!" And he like goes back inside. And I go, "What did he say?" And my buddy Jim goes, "Ah, he just called us fucking idiots." And I was like, "I can't argue with him." I mean, look at no, you can't. But that again, that's youth and it's stupidity. I just said that to my wife the other day when we were driving, and I was watching these these dudes that were clearly like 18 years old, 19 years old. And the guy kept running in and out of traffic to entertain his friends. And I just go, he doesn't know what to do with himself. (laughs) 
He doesn't. He's too he's still stupid. To find his comedic. Yeah, voice. he's he's putting himself in harm's way for a laugh because he doesn't know what to do with himself. He's too fucking stupid, and he's just he kept doing it. And yeah. then I was I go watch. He's, he's doing it again. He's doing it. He's, he's running out in traffic. He's gonna do he's that. Like, he gets hit by a car. <laughs> just so you know. And they'll laugh. Or he'll he do does it until his the- friends stop laughing. <laughs> It's just, it's just, dude. He doesn't know any better. And I, and I told him, I go, see, to me, that's where I I was proud of myself for not being the angry old man and going, God, what? Yeah. Stop it! I just started laughing because I realized he he's just misplaced. He just yeah. hasn't quite. He hasn't figured it that's out. That's the thing is, like you know, there I people get angry with young young people, but <laughs> if, you shouldn't get angry with them. Like first of all, I believe I like. If I look at myself, like that, originally that anger is just jealousy. Look, you fucking being young and still living your fucking right, yeah, dicks. But like at the same time, if I don't care who you are, go back to when you were twenty. I guarantee you, you were an idiot. Unless you're like Lewis and Clark or something, and right. you were too busy exploring, or you had to work in a coal mine, or you know whatever. But like if you lived a reg- like a, a life, you parents and you went to school and all that shit. You were an idiot from age 10. Because at, at nine, you're still like, whatever, man. I know. I'm just a kid, man. Everything's cool. It's cool. At 10, you're like, oh, well, I'm 10 now. So I think I know what's going on. <laughs> and then between I think 10 I know what's and, up. Honestly, for dudes, it's like between 10 and I would say 35 is you're just a complete buffoon. You have no, you're, and I do see, I will say, I see a lot of younger dudes in their 30s who are much more together than I was at that age. But myself, think about myself. From ten to thirty-five, I was a complete fucking moron. I still am. I mean, I, at the I'm end of the day, moron. And I want to be very clear: as hypercritical as I am of everything in this world, I've always said that I'm also a hypocrite because I am. Yeah. I am so. I realize that I am. I am not a. I, in comparison to the people uh, uh, ahead of me that are my same age, my own family, I am. I am oh, not even close to have accomplished. Speak to this, you as are a, as the accomplished. least bright person in your family. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with that. You can't because I'm your not kids even close. have already surpassed you, and your wife is already. She that was a long ago. Listen to listen to me, and listen closely. I was conceived on fumes. It's not my fault. Okay, I was only. I've only on been fumes, given like your parents are doing nitrous. Yeah, I was. I was only. I only have so much DNA in me. I, I just. I, I, I didn't. I, so I'm not. Much. I'm not complete. I only pump. My heart only pumps so much blood. I'm, I'm not complete. I was never that complete. I'm. Uh, I, I'm way on the back end of that chain. Way back on the. Ah, that's all right. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Oh, beer cans and stupidity in college. That's what it is. That's what we should wrap it up on. Yeah, I agree. Oh. Is that it? Yeah, man. All right. I, 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 you literally were like that. You just. Yeah, I mean, unless you You just pulled a me at a party and just got up and walked away and went to bed. I didn't even the, say I, goodbye. Just I, I went to a birthday party at uh, after the monkey show on Saturday and. Uh, Had you do two things? Dude. First of all, uh, Friday night. Actually, let's really quick. Friday night, I went. Me and Nicole went and saw Brian Regan tape uh, an episode of his new Netflix show. Okay, uh, which was great. And then afterwards, uh, Gary Cannon set us up with the tickets. And then afterwards, Gary is a Cannon. If you don't know him, Gary is a Cannon. He is. A, he's a Cannon when it comes to warming up audiences, dude. The guy is a machine. Yeah. Uh, I was calling him uh, he, Gary. What's going on over here, Cannon? He's always like. <laughs> Okay, what, what's going on over here? Uh, what's going on over that's, here? Like, yeah, that's how you do crowd. Work. Oh man, and he's and he murders it, dude. He murders it. But he's such a nice guy. At the end of the show, he's like, "Oh, come on back!" And like, me and Nicole got to meet Brian Regan when Dan Cummins featured for him in uh, Thousand Oaks, and that was cool. But you know, this was also nice just to tell him, "Hey, we like the idea of the show and everything." It's it's his old bits combined with sketches. 
Um, it was essentially like a host rap thing that we were at, but mm-hmm. very still entertaining. I'm looking forward to seeing it on Netflix. So we did that Friday night, and then went to the late show. So it was like nine thirty. We got out like eleven, eleven thirty, and then uh, Saturday morning I shot a big chunk of my Death Co episode number two. Mm-hmm. So that is going to be we're going to once we get the other chunk shot, we'll be putting that out shortly. Uh, that is continuing to do well and like getting into like small film festivals and winning awards and like people are very interested in it. So I'm hoping to continue that and and we get somebody that wants to buy it or put it up somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Saturday night went to the Monkees and then met Nicole at a friend's birthday party uh, at an arcade bar, you know, a place that has like a bunch of arcade games and stuff. And um, that was fun. And then what was I, well, I was talking about that? Why was I talking about that birthday party though? D- doing two things. Oh yeah, and then... Oh, and then Sunday I went down to Brea and did the improv down there, uh, featured for Michael Loftus, okay. who is, uh, actually used to be a producer on Kevin Can Wait, which is no longer a show anymore. Um, but, uh, yes, I don't know why I was talking... Oh, like everything I did this weekend, but I want to talk about the Brian Regan thing, I guess, especially. Yeah. Um, and then my buddy K. Pook's birthday was fun. Congrats. Yeah. Hey, uh, the film got into. We haven't. We just started submitting to the festival. So the short film, someone you know that I directed, just got into the uh, Jersey Shore Festival. Boom! Yeah, outside there. So I don't. I, I may or may not go. It's at the end of the summer. Maybe take the family out there. The kids have never been to New York. I think they're old enough to go uh, see the big NYC. Bit. Maybe. Or I'll just go by myself and crush it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, go to bed at nine every yeah, night yeah, in your hotel room, something. in your Motel Six <laughs> in Jersey, and never actually go into the city because it's just it's, it's really loud over there with a lot of lights. Also, and, it's real far. I mean, it, I mean, it doesn't seem like when nah, you just take a ferry across. It's a half hour and a ferry. Okay, um, that's what I did last time. Yeah, I'm just saying, like <laughs> that commute, all that shit gets a little bit old. Like Nicole was out there for a month and a half, and I'm like, you just have to go from Brooklyn to Queens, and she's or from Queens to Brooklyn every day and back, and she's like. It's like an hour and a half each way. It's trains, I'm Train, assuming. Yeah, train or yeah, yeah. up, yeah. out. You're like, oh, yeah. But I mean, you know, again, still, still worth doing the thing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's cool, that. though. It got into the, it got into the festival. Yep, yep. So, is there a category? Or is it just? It's a short I, you know, I don't festival, know. So. I literally just got a text uh, earlier that said that we got into the festival. I don't, I don't. Uh, I'm not doing the submission, so I don't know. So I'm just more like, yeah, let's just you know keep it going, keep it rolling, keep making some more stuff. We're already in pre-production on another film, so. Nice. Working on that stuff. By the way, side note, unrelated uh, to uh, me. Oh, before I get to that, you were talking about your dad and playing the movies. So I was cleaning up the garage in in conjunction with all these toy things, and I found an old Milwaukee Brewers bag from the 80s. And I unzip it, and I was like, holy shit, this is all my film from film school, 16 millimeter, fully developed. I need to find a 16 oh. millimeter camera. So, because one of them projector? is my full, yeah, yes, I'm so projector. I got them. I you got, have a 16 millimeter? I got two of them. So, my movie's on one of those that I edited, you know, cut and splice Dude, and put it together. And it's the movie me. that I, the movie that I made that got me kicked out of film school at University of Wisconsin, Come Milwaukee. Come on, we got a film that we got to show that thing at the improv. <laughs> we got to have a, a movie night. The movie that got Brian Irwin kicked out of film school. <laughs> These avant-garde pussies couldn't handle <laughs> Irwin's storytelling. I, I will say in hindsight, though, if you are going to go to a film school, it is better that you, yes, you dabble in learning narrative, but narrative is very easy. You're better off learning avant-garde filmmaking if you actually want to make a better narrative. So in hindsight, even though I got kicked out, best thing I ever did was go to avant film 
avant-garde film school, even though it took me forever and a day to eventually get around to doing that. But that being said, a movie that I just watched, and I'm probably super late to the party, but I actually was pleasantly surprised. I got bored, speaking of Sunday mornings. I got bored, and I just wanted to watch a movie, and I was flipping around, and I was on HBO Go, and I watched a movie called Patty Cakes. Have you have you heard about this movie? Patty Cakes, uh-uh. It's about this uh, a young, heavyset white male, or white female uh, that lives in New Jersey who wants to be a rapper. And it's it's I'm, that's all I'm gonna tell you about the movie because I because for me that's all I knew about the movie and I turned it on I'm like why are they pimping this movie out so much I've never heard of it maybe this isn't for me maybe it's, I'm outside of their demographic whatever and I started watching it and it was just a it was just a really good movie it was like it was like a traditional feel good movie but I really liked it. I actually really liked it, and I know I'm late to the party because it's a 2017 film. No, but, that but I had never heard of it. Shit, that's still that's just last year. I mean, it, that's not that late to the party. My kid, my oldest son, can't watch it because he's still too young. But he walked down. He's like, and I, you know, like like everything, I just put the pause button on, and it, you know, it, it shows you when you pause what you're watching. He goes, "Oh, you're watching that movie about that rap that rapper girl." I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "I go, so you knew what it was?" He goes, "Oh yeah, I've seen previews for it. It's supposed to be really good." And then he just walked away. And I'm like, we still can't watch it. He's probably already seen it. Bro. Yeah. I mean, that's... <laughs> Are we at that point where I'm being lied to? Yes, to your face. <laughs> Come on, dude. Until now, until he's 35. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, good stuff. If anybody knows where you can find a good can of Strohs, let us know. Um, we're on the lookout for, for it. Anybody who likes The Grateful Dead, get the re-listen app. I cannot stress that enough. Also, if you like metal, check out Death Clock. They got three albums. We're promoting people that are never going to come on the show. How do you know? I don't, actually. You're right. Brendan Small may hear this and be like, you know what? Hollywood Anonymous, here I come. There we go. So remember, we're not recording today, so this is awkward. We are the prophets. Yeah, right. Brian's a time traveler. Uh, (laughs) What else? I got uh, July 31st. If you live in the Brea area, I'm going to be headlining the Brea Improv. August 8th and 9th, I'll be at the Comedy Loft in D.C., uh, end of June. Uh, well, this coming weekend I'll be in Brea with Chris Porter. Uh, end of June I'll be in Oregon with Dan Cummins. Or no, maybe that's September. Oh, end of June I'll be in Washington with Lachlan Patterson, and then Dan Cummins in Oregon in September. Awesome. Uh, but DC is the most important one, and Brea. Oh. <laughs> you okay? This is the first show we might have to tell you to go check your pants. Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe 